looking live at one of the grandest venues in American sport, the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California. So much hype has been heaped on this college football game, Dan, I'm beginning to have a hard time swallowing. All the band is out on the field! He's going to Welcome to the First and Him Podcast. Let's talk that football. Welcome back to the week four recap episode with myself, Hudson, my co-host, Connor. Great week to recap. We were, we were going to do this last night. We were going to try to do an instant reaction pod. Um, unfortunately, I, I wasn't feeling too well last night, so, so we delight, decided to punt. Went all day. I've been, I've been doing some uh, accounting homework. I told you guys I'm, I'm – Student at Michigan, it's it's the Michigan difference. We we kill everyone on the field, and then and then we work hard too. So that's the Michigan difference for you. But I got my co-host Connor here. We got a jam-packed show tonight. Um, talk a little bit about the games. Talk about how uh, I suck at gambling a little while. Talk about Connor's record, um, and then give Tim our guest picker some shine just because he he had a great week. So and then we'll get into the games. And and I got I got I might suck at gambling, but I definitely have some takes. So. Connor, you want to you want to start out and, and recap your uh, your week? Betting? Sure. Yeah. Let's uh, let's go into it. So, um, I just want to apologize for the SMU pick. Um, I don't know if you watched that game, Hud, but it, I did. It was Preston Stone was so incredibly like locked in on throwing these fade routes. It, it just doesn't. I, a lot of things frustrated me in that game. Pick. I, I'm sorry that I'm there on my shit list. I will not be picking SMU. I also in that game. I I did Very I did tease I did tease SMU and for those of you that watched it, it was fourth and two. They could have just slid down. There, there was no reason. Um, it was fourth and two. TCU is the ball. SMU is down ten points. I have plus twelve and a half. They go for it on fourth and two. They run a fade to that big ass tight end. He could have just slid down and the game's over, but he, he instead decided to go score. And that really started the tumble for me. Um, so just want to throw that out yeah. there. Fuck that guy. Fuck that tight end on, on TCU. That guy sucks. Yeah. And, and Preston Stone, I, I think he might just suck. He went 16 to 35. So that's not very good with two interceptions. Um, yeah. Either way, jump, jump. So that, that was a one because uh, the him lay was dead immediately uh but, but we'll get into the <laughs> rest of the him lay later it didn't do much better it did not play side uh i also lost the louisiana minus eight and a half um louisiana was up 31 to 7 then they were up 45 to 24 and they yep. let buffalo just get two backdoor or i guess two touchdowns and they backdoor covered uh in the fourth quarter with about three minutes to go uh so that one i was on the right side the entire game just got really unfortunate there. Um, I lost the Baylor pick. It was so gross, and I loved it, and it was just the wrong. It was just not good. Um, if yeah. Shapin had played, it may have been different, but 
um, ultimately, it, Texas is just a good, solid football team. Yeah. I, I lost the Oregon State play. Uh, Washington State's wide receivers made some incredible catches. Um, they, they, they really – I mean, they, fingertip catches. Um, I, I still think Oregon State's the better team, but the home field advantage just – proved to be the uh the end line there so that was tough but uh, i still still have love for my beeves i think 12 um just got to win 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 it out i guess i guess went out so uh nc state on friday night was the growth ever watched in my life um state state their offense is abysmal um I, I you know we used to blame tim beck i don't even think it was tim beck i think it's just dave Dorn at this point it's just a bad offense. Um, there's no way Robert and I is calling these plays. I think I think it's the yeah. door. Um, no, I agree. I think he's using them as a yeah. No, they the offense looks exactly the same, if not worse. It's it's bad. Um, and then uh, Ole Miss Bama over that wasn't even over that Hud and I both liked, and that was the part of the Hemlay. So those are my six losses. I did have six wins, so six and six week. Um, Utah minus four and a half. Utah is extremely good on defense. Uh, I've been saying it all year. They're a top 15 defense in the country. That they game shut sucked. down UCLA. It, it sucked. It that, that was the sucked. only that was the only top one that didn't live up to the hype. Right, and I, and I think ultimately, I think people realize that Utah is just a damn good football team. Um, yeah, their defense is really rising. Gets back, they're absolutely going to be a force to win the Pac-12 and, and possibly make some noise in the college football playoff. Uh, Oregon, Colorado. Oregon 20 and a half was the freest bet. It, it wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, Oregon probably could have put up 80 or 90 points. Um, yep. I, I think all the talk about Colorado uh, from the meet to die down a little bit. Um, I mean, these people thought they could hang with it's Oregon. Dead. It made no sense. Um, it's dead. It, it's, yeah. It, um, it was fun. Is Dion a bat, is, yeah, it was a lot of fun for three weeks. And the media, yeah. it, it's, it's over though. It's, yeah, they're exactly what we said. They're a five, six win team probably, um, and then that's it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't even know. Yeah, five or six wins is I think that would be a great season. If you look yeah. at their win total, it would be a great season. Um, they've definitely outperformed expectations, but I mean, ultimately, they're 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 not top of the Pac-12 by any. If Dion, um, if Dion gets them to a bowl game, he he should win Coach of the Year. That that yeah. is an incredible oh, feat from where Colorado was last year. So again, to, multiple things can be true. Like it can be a multiple, it can be a huge turnaround story, as well as they're also just not in the top half of of the Pac-12. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no, no multiple question. things can be true. But sorry, right. sorry, to uh, cut you off. and then, yeah, and then the Notre Dame uh, plus three and a half. Glad I, um, because they 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 lost the game by three. Um, Won that game, um, just unfortunate. Save yeah, save the analysis. I, this. I got some. Yeah, I got they some. had ten. I, they had ten yeah. players on the field on that final play. I, I believe I saw I saw on Twitter a couple times today, uh, which I yep. think is kind of interesting that you don't have. There's you know the biggest moment of the game, but I don't know the Georgia State plus seven against Coastal Carolina. Georgia State out. They flat out outplayed them. The away they team dumb, is man. now one in this matchup. Eight times in a row. So next year, when these teams play, it'll be at Georgia State. You take Coastal Carolina. Um, <laughs> it, it, weird matchup, but yeah, this one was a non-sweater on a Thursday night, which is great. Uh, and I definitely the week off I, really well. And I, so 
I definitely messed up that graphic, so hopefully everyone was able to pick up on what I meant. I think I put Georgia Southern instead of Georgia State. Uh, I put it on the Thursday night slate, so I'm assuming if you took it, you you probably knew, but yeah. but I, I definitely messed that one up. But either way, they, they, they got the win outright. Uh, I know a couple of people that put the uh, put the money line sprinkle on there as well, so that's big. Uh, JMU, Utah State. JMU is a good football team. They, they are a good football team, but they cover against Utah State. Uh, and then Fresno beat the worst team in the country by more than 27 points. Uh, Kent State's terrible. Fade them every single week. Uh, it was at Fresno. Fresno is very at 25th in our uh, first in him. Uh, and, yeah, I only see that going up from there. I, I think they could be that group of five team uh, that's playing in New Year's Six Bowl. So, uh, Fresno State, very good football team. Uh, they, they killed Kent State. So, overall, six yeah. and six week, uh, you know, Obviously, I wish I did better, but nothing, you know, to um, – but, yeah, I'll pass it over to HUD. Yeah, Fresno was ranked this week in the AP poll. They were 25th. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they're, they're definitely we starting were, to get We some, were one ahead of that. Gain some steam. Um, but, yeah, so, so Connor had a decent week. I had another atrocious week. Um, and, like I said, last week I felt like I was on the right side of a lot of games that just didn't play in my favor. This week I was just on the wrong side of every game. Um, I had my game of the year, Sam Houston. For those of you that watched that game, I hope you didn't. It, it never had a chance. It never even got me excited. They they scored a touchdown on the first drive of the game. And then they never I, – I think they maybe had five more plays in, in Houston territory. Donovan Smith looked good. I mean, just just a bad bet, complete wrong side. Figured I'd try to game of the year to, to turn some mojo around and it just couldn't have backfired more. Um, the only game that, that I felt like I was on the right side of was BYU plus nine. BYU was in that game. I believe Kansas had two defensive touchdowns in that game. And, and again, BYU, I'm sorry, Kansas kicked the field goal late to cover that spread. That wasn't necessary. Um, that was the only one I'd probably bet again. And then obviously I did hit a couple. I did hit Air Force. Air Force is good. They're going to continue to be good. I hope they keep playing late on Friday night because it's been the only thing I've been able to make money on. Um, Oregon minus 20 and a half. That was, I mean, we'll, we'll talk about that game more, but that was very easy. Never a sweat Florida state money line. That was a fantastic game. Um, that, that was my third and last win of the week. Um, then going forward, LSU minus 17. They looked terrible. Arkansas played them tough. That, that game, LSU looked awful. BYU, we lost Oklahoma state, bad game. They just, they looked bad. They lost to Iowa state who, who, Get lost to Ohio last week. Gundy doesn't have any quarterbacks. I went against my own my own saying there, saying if you don't have if you don't have one quarterback, you have none. Clearly, Oklahoma State has none. I had took NC State on Friday. They stink. I won't bet on them again. I took Rice minus two and a half. They look terrible. They got blown out. I don't even know how it's possible to get blown up by USF. Um, and then I took uh, Ole Miss, Bama over. Never even had a chance. So three and seven week, uh, following up another two and seven week game of the year loss. The Himalay goes over three. Um, there's there's been better days. Let's just say that I, I I've had a tough year and not going to hide it. I, I think um my overall record is twenty and twenty on the guest picker slate and thirteen and twenty two on my best bets. So thirty seven percent isn't very good. Um, with that being said, I told Connor this this morning after my game of the year performance in just my last two weeks, I will be uh, imposing a two week 
uh, self ban on on myself placing wagers, which means you guys should probably take all my best bets this week because I will not be betting any of them. I will give them out, but I will not put any money on it, which again probably means I should sweep the board. Yeah, and HUD's self-imposed ban has a little asterisk beside it because you know how he does self-imposed bans. Um, he, he's likely to be betting this weekend. No, no ex- question about that. Exactly. We'll, we'll see. Once the beers are flown, we'll see. But, but as of, uh, what's today? Uh, September 24th at 8.09 PM. There's a two week self ban imposed on myself, um, from placing wagers. So with that being said, um, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dwell on this anymore. It's gotta be better. Um, and we will, and you know, placing a game of a year on a team that, that, Averaging 1.5 points per game. In hindsight, maybe it wasn't the best idea. But with that being said, we live, we learn upward. And, and we'll get better. And uh, I'm going to stop betting on shitty games. I think that's, that's the moral of, of the story here. I will not place any bets on shitty games. So, hey, um, On the bright side, though, the, when it was 7-3 Sam Houston State, you were probably loving life. I was feeling fantastic. I mean, I, I couldn't even get the game. The, the game was nowhere to be found on the TV. It was ESPN Plus only. And I'll tell you what, Houston went straight down the field first drive. Sam Houston gets a hold in the red zone. Sam Houston then goes down and scores a touchdown. It was the first touchdown of the season. Then after that, I think they maybe – it would it honestly would have been a tight competition between them and Iowa for who got more first downs going forward um, because it was – I mean, it was unwatchable and and – Honestly, it could have been way worse than it was. Houston definitely pulled off a little bit. So, um, Sam Houston State, they're going to struggle this year. They they really can't score. This is the last time you'll ever hear about Sam Houston State on this podcast. But, again, not a good pick. Never had a chance. Bad bet. Hand up. That one's on me. And and the, the two-week uh, self-imposed ban is is on. So, we'll see. We'll see. Um, the two-week ban will be up when, when – uh, Connor and I are both in Vegas, so so that feels like a good uh, break fast point for me. But yeah, go ahead. That's a, that's a, I said two weeks is good. Yep, and that that's why I was set. So again, I will continue to give out picks. I will continue to give out the hand lay, but I will not be placing wagers on any of the picks because I have lost that right, as I have lost everyone else money and myself more than I want to think about. Um. I, I will not I will not encourage people to take my picks. So you can do what you want with that. But um, let's let's go to the guest picker slate. I went five and five. Connor went four and six. A nice recovery after an zero and five start on the slate. Um, and Tim, our guest picker from last week, went seven and three, which propels him into first. And again, it, it really could have been a lot better. Um, he had Michigan minus twenty four and a half. Mich- the spread closes at twenty four. Michigan pushes the real spread, but again, we lock them in on Monday. So that counts as a loss. We'll, I'll talk about the Michigan game briefly in a little bit. BYU plus nine and a half, meet Connor and Tim were all on that. That was a tough beat. It, it, again, that, that should have been a cover. Um, and then UCLA plus four and a half. I mean, that game was bad. You, I, I don't necessarily know what the right side in that one was, um, but, but that one, I guess, just chalk up as a loss. But either way, seven and three. Two games better than, than anyone else has done this year. Um, so with nine weeks to go, Tim Tim is in first place. Travis and Chucky, our week one and week three guest picker, are tied for second. And again, un- unfortunately, Cole, Cole is eliminated at this point. So we'll see. Honestly, I, I, me and Connor have been talking about ways to, to break a potential tie break. I really hope it happens because we're going to get everyone live on air and just, just decide something. 
Um, and just so rip really someone's heart out, which, yeah, which will be hilarious. Exactly. You guys will get a live reaction of someone someone being devastated. So we look forward to that. We really hope there's a big jumble of maybe like three or four people. I don't think five and five gets it done, but but we'll see. I mean, as you've learned from me, picking against the spread is hard. So anything else, Connor, on your bets from this week? No. I mean, I, I think I really – I would go – I would bet every single team that I bet again. Um, yes. See, that's where I, we I differ. Think, that's where we differ. I, mean, I, 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 think, I, would, yeah. I would not. I would not. Except for Baylor. Except for Baylor. I would yeah. not do Baylor again. But all my other yeah. plays, I mean, SMU had horrible clock, man. It just, yeah, all my plays felt like the right play, but they just didn't work out. No, 100%. That's how, that's how I felt last week. I felt I was on the right side of every single game, and I went 2-7. So, it's just the way it goes. It'll turn eventually, or it won't. But but again, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get a little bit better. But let's move into the games. It was a huge slate we know about. Um, we'll, we'll move down. Uh, starting on the Thursday slate, we touched on the Georgia Southern game a little bit in the Coastal. I, I don't know why I keep Georgia State. Georgia Southern. I don't. I don't know why I keep doing Georgia that. State. Georgia State. Um, you got you got anything on any of the Friday games? Maybe t- we touched on State Air Force is good. Wisconsin yeah, I just want solid. to say Air, Air Force is good, and I, I think they should be ranked in the top twenty-five. I, um, I agree. They, I would, I, I think. I don't know. I think they're I would, really good. Yeah, I would imagine they will be ranked on the first in the top twenty-five. I'll talk to the uh, the voters and and see if I can if I can make a case to them. Um, but then let's move into the Saturday games. We tried last week to go through the games in uh, order of the time they were played. It got super confusing. So we're just going to go through this week, starting one through twenty-five, and then any unranked games that we want to touch on. Um, Connor, I don't know if you watch any of the Georgia UAB game. I, I got nothing on that one. Nope. Yep. Um, I'll, I'll touch on the Michigan game real quick. Um, again, this this is a pretty solid Michigan performance. I think this is this is pretty typical for how Michigan plays, especially they play Rucker when they play Rutgers. Um, Rutgers has, has been tough against Michigan the last two years. They Michigan beat them at home two years ago, 20-13. to 13, And last year they were losing at halftime, 17-14. Um, those games, I mean, last year ended up being a blowout. I think it was 52-17. But Rutgers plays Michigan tough. They play a similar style of, of game. And, and Rutgers isn't really going to get blown out. Rutgers had a great first drive game plan. They definitely had that scripted. Um, Michigan misses a tackle and they go 70 yards, 75 yards on the first drive of the game and quiet the Michigan stadium and Michigan goes three and out after that. And then you kind of, again, there's, there's just a talent gap between these teams. Michigan started to impose their will a little bit and, and you could feel a different, a different energy on Michigan sideline. They get the defensive touchdown from Mike Sanchez still, they run the ball. Well, they use Donovan Edwards well in motion with back with Sharon calling, uh, calling plays and, and having Harbaugh at the helm. JJ looked good. Um, I, I got no, no problems with the performance. I know people are going to say, oh, well, they can't cover the spread. Said this to Connor earlier. I said it to Cole earlier. I said, look, at the end of the day, spreads don't matter. It'd be great if they could cover. Um, don't get me wrong. I, I obviously like the gamble. But at the end of the day, they, I don't care if they go 0-15 against the spread and 15-0 record. When you're a good team, you have big spreads. Again, big spreads don't necessarily if, – if we start not covering three-point spreads, seven-point spreads, that's, I think that's a bigger problem. But, again, when, you're, when you, they're averaging 20-plus points per win, they haven't played a close game yet, and granted the competition hasn't been great. Um, but, but I got no problems with it. 
And again, they don't yeah. they don't play anyone for a while. So they're going to continue to play lackluster games. People don't like the way Michigan plays football. Um, it's not it's not the most exciting. They don't score a shit ton of points, but they will just beat you down. They will they will play good defense, um, and and they will continue to to roll through these first. I mean, they got really five more games before they even play anyone with yeah, a heartbeat. And, and I don't think I don't think Rutgers is as bad as a lot of people. I, Rutgers I agree. I yeah, I agree with that. They're a decent. Team. I think. Yeah, I think Rutgers is potentially a, a seven to eight win team this year. I mean, I don't know their schedule, so I take that back because they they definitely play Ohio State and and uh, Penn State. But but I don't think Rutgers is that bad. They they were three and zero. They played well. They play good defense. And again, they play that style of defense that they're not going to get blown out. And and that's just right. that's the way Rutgers plays with under Shiano. So again, no no real concern here. Another whole yeah. My, my only concern, and I, I I know we can talk about Michigan and, and ECU like all day. Concern is just the Michigan offense. It doesn't look as dominant as it should. Um, but obviously, Rutgers, like Hud has said, pretty good defense. Um, but yeah, I, I just I'm looking for JJ McCarthy and, and Karum to look a little more dominant. So that's my yeah. only thought on Michigan. Uh, but ultimately, when your defense is as good as their defense is, you can win games. Um, no matter how bad the offense is, so yeah, and and to be honest, I mean this. this Not that it's looked silly, bad, but, but it just doesn't look dominant. Yeah, no, and, and again, it's early in the season. It's first game with Harbaugh back on the sideline. I think it has looked a little lackluster at times. With that being said, I don't know how much Michigan is really showing right now. They don't really need to. They can just line up and run halfback dive seventy times a game and beat the next five opponents. So, it, you know what I mean? It's it's. Yes, I agree with you. I think they have struggled a little bit at times, but but I don't think it's anything to to be concerned about. At, at watching obviously a lot of Michigan football, but I won't I won't keep harping on this. There's there's too many good games to talk about to to stay on this. Let's move to the Florida State Clemson game. Florida State wins thirty one twenty four in overtime. And Connor, I'll let you start with this because we're gonna have very different yeah, opinions. Uh... Clemson, uh, no question, I was on the right side of that. Um, Clemson played very, very, very well. Um, and to be honest, if it wasn't for, I guess, a 56-yard fumble return for a touchdown, 29-yard field goal being kicked by a guy that was on Wall Street last week, and he, he him missing, Clemson <laughs> wins the game. It, ultimately, you hate seeing games in college. It happens way too often, but it's decided by a kicker. And college kickers just aren't good. Um, but seeing Clemson lose because of a kicker really, really hurts. Um, I, I felt like I was on the right side in this game. Uh, Clemson kind of started to look like Clemson of old. They've shown some, uh, you know, I guess holes in their in their team lately. They don't look as dominant as they did against LSU. I'm not sure why exactly. Obviously, playing on the road is a lot more difficult than playing at a neutral site and playing in Death Valley, even though it was during the day. That stadium was pretty packed. Um, it, yeah, it was like a fun place to be, and it would have been a great game to go to. But, I mean, ultimately, I, I think I was on the right side in this. Um, Jordan Travis was nicked up, uh, and it definitely affected pain throughout yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, and, and, and he runs a lot, and he takes yeah, some he does. big hits. And, and Clemson yeah, has does. some big, big um, – mm -hmm. so if, if I'm Florida State, you, you're kind of skated by this win. You play horrible, horrible – Virginia Tech team next week. I mean, look for Jordan Travis to maybe not even suit up. I, mean, they, I was about to say, could, I don't think I don't think Jordan Travis is going to play next week. 
I don't think no, there's any and he need should, for him to. He shouldn't. They, they, they could beat quarterback HUD just run the, running the ball. <laughs> you just have to hand it off. Virginia, yeah, Virginia yeah. Tech might be one of the worst teams in college football. And yeah, I think no, that's they're bad. Two weeks. They have a bot. They're Florida State. Yeah, they're Florida State. They're real. They're really bad. Um, yeah. yeah, but I'll, even, I'll but the, yeah, I, yeah. I think I'm on the right side with Clemson. So yeah, or I, I think don't. I, was. I don't necessarily. I don't necessarily disagree. The The only problem I have with, with some of these big games, especially early on in the season, and I'll touch on this the same, and I hate giving Ohio State credit, but but I'm going to, is oftentimes when we when we have these games and we don't know that much about zero, either team and we say, oh, uh, Florida State wins, Clemson just isn't good, or Ohio State goes on the road and wins, Notre Dame just isn't that good. I think a lot of times we we do it as fans and as media and everyone. It's just like, look, going going on the road. It's a it's a three point spread in either situation. Both teams, both road teams are favorites. Going on the road in college football and winning is tough. It doesn't matter who Very you're hard. playing. Clemson is a Clemson is a good football team. Like Clemson probably wins every game, but maybe one more the rest of the season. They're probably nine and three at the worst. Like Clemson is a good football team, and and. It does kind of suck, honestly, for Florida State. Is is that now people are just like, oh well, Florida State won because Clemson sucks. But but those same people. I don't think that. Are people saying that? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I feel yeah, like people are saying, people... oh well, oh well, they don't. They that that's not a quality win because Clemson is two and two, right? And, I mean, and Clemson lost to a very good Duke team and a very good Florida. State. It's not like Clemson's bad. Exactly, and, and people are people are doing this with Ohio State and Notre Dame as well. This is not just a Florida State Clemson thing. But moving on, I mean, again, I, I think like you say, Connor, I don't necessarily think Florida State was the right betting side in this game. I do think Florida State was the better team in this game, and and I do think I do think they they showed some holes. I think their defense is not not a national championship caliber defense yet. I think they have potential to get there, and I think they looked like that against LSU. They definitely showed some holes. But but at the end of the day, like I said, going on the road and winning big conference games is difficult. It doesn't matter who you're playing. It doesn't matter when you're – what time of day you're playing. That is a good win, and getting out of there from Florida State with a win I think is huge, right? They're going to be favored in every game they play coming down the stretch, except for maybe Duke. And I don't, I don't think they're probably. I think Florida State's probably favored in that. And, and I'm not sure where that game is. Um, but but that's it's, really uh, the only. Yeah, that that's really the only challenge they that they have left before the ACC championship. That doesn't mean they're going to go undefeated, but but they're going to be favored in every game. I would say, especially if they're home for that Duke game. Yep. So it, it's home. Yeah, so so they're going to be favored in every game coming to the stretch, and I think going on the road and beating this Clemson team because I I think a lot of the problems with Clemson as well are Clemson's defense is still elite, like they they are an elite defense, and and Florida State's an elite offense. I think it was the other side of the ball that was the bigger question mark, and I think again Florida State made the plays when they had to. They got they got lucky on the kick, like they're call it what it is. Like I mean. Like Connor said, games are decided by college kickers. That kicker was obviously a weird circumstance. They got a good break, and they took advantage, and they won, and good for them. And the fact they dropped a spot in the AP poll is disgusting. But um, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But anyways, again, I don't necessarily think Florida State was the right betting side in this game. I think if you're a Clemson better, I understand being frustrated. 
But I do think if they play that game again on a neutral site, Florida State's favored and Florida State probably wins. They're, they're a better football team. And I think they showed that. And I think the better team won this game. Um, but with game flow, I don't know if necessarily they were the, the, the right betting side, if that makes sense. Yeah. So that was a really good game. Obviously, you get overtime um, in co- overtime in college. Every time it happens, especially in big in big games, it just shows you how much better it is than, than the stupid co- NFL rules. Um, it was awesome. Good. That was that was just fun to watch. Nerve wracking. All everything you want in a big time college game. So that was an awesome one. That one certainly lived up to the expectation. Um, let's, let's then move on to, you got anything on, uh, USC, Arizona state? I, I didn't watch that. Nope. Nothing uh, other than, you know, a close game. It probably shouldn't have been as close as it was, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, um, all right, let's, let's move to the Ohio state Notre Dame game because I, I definitely got some, some takes about this one and I can't believe I'm going to do this, but I'm going to start out and say, Good for Ohio State for going on the road and winning that game. Uh, the same, the same way I just gave Florida State credit. Going on the road in a night game in a college in a college game day type of environment at Notre Dame of all places, that was an impressive win. And Kyle McCord wasn't great, but he was good enough. The Ohio State defense was good, good enough, right? Like everything was good enough. Um, I don't think it was the most impressive performance ever, but I think they took advantage of some of Notre Dame's flaws. And, and again, they, they won the game. Like you, at, at some point you got to tip the cap. You got to say that was, that was an impressive win. On Notre Dame side, I, if, if I'm Sam Hartman and Marcus Freeman and those guys say, I can't believe you lose that game. I can't believe they lost that game. The play that probably goes unnoticed in this game is the second and 15 when they tried to run that screen and and the ball gets batted down, and they they basically save a timeout. That honestly should have been a pick six by Tumalulo. I don't know how to say that name, but I think it's close enough. And he made that play last year against Penn State, where he literally picked off a screen play and took it into the end zone. So that play, that that incompletion happens, stops the clock. Ohio State has enough time to go down and eventually win it at the end of the game. If you're Notre Dame, I, I can't. You have so many chances in that game. I saw a stat on Twitter today. There was 12 possessions. Uh, for both teams that ended up in in uh, opponent territory. I think they only scored on three of them, touchdowns on three of them. Um, it, it was just a – it was just a – no one could capitalize. No one could get it done. And and when when Ryan Day called that jet sweep on fourth and one late in the game, I thought the game was over. I don't know about you, Connor, but I, I thought the game was over. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, they – Ohio State won the game. Um, credit to them. Gutsy play call with no time left. It was it was it was an impressive win. Two two things clean up on this that I that I want to touch on. One, Ohio State kicking the extra point at the end of the game was maybe the dumbest thing ever. Right? Like I, I don't know if you even picked up on this, and I get it. The spread was three. Like I understand the the betting implications behind this, but from a from a gameplay from, from right from a game management perspective, you're up two. There's one second left on the clock. God forbid Notre Dame blocks that kick and returns it for a touchdown. The game's tied. Yeah. If you just put the offense out there and take a knee, the game's over. Like, I, I understand, like, obviously there's a low likelihood of that happening. But what was Ryan Day thinking in that situation? Like, why? what, what benefit 
is kicking the extra point. And, and if you can think of one, tell me, because I, I can't think of a single benefit besides the spread was three. <laughs> and maybe he just wanted to, to push the spread for Ohio State betters. But I don't think he was really thinking about that in the moment. He clearly had. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to have it at, have it at three and a half. But yeah, I, I fully yeah. agree with you. But I was I was heartbroken when when they scored, anyways. Um, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. No, I had, and then, I had and then some like, sprinkle on Notre Dame money line too, so that one that one hurt me. Yeah, no, that sucked. The second thing, I actually have three pieces of clean up for this. The second thing, just from Notre Dame, is Connor. You were right. You 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 talked about this on, earlier. Um, Notre Dame only had 10 players on the field on that last play of the game. And Marcus Freeman got interviewed. And I don't know if you saw this presser, but, but he said, well, we had 10 players in the field. We didn't send an 11th off on because we didn't want a penalty. So, and I'm curious your opinion on this, but it, the ball's already on the one yard line. Like is one player worth half a yard? What do you think? Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, is it worth trying to rush that guy on the field and worst case scenario, getting it off sides? to have that gap filled and potentially get a goal line stand, which which they had been great on goal line stands thus far. And he didn't have a timeout, mm-hmm. so I understand that. But, but like, it, it kind of just seems like, okay, was was that really the, the best decision? And I think maybe he, he might have, like, in hindsight, obviously it's 2020 when the bullets are flying, it's, it's very different. But that just felt like a weird, like, thing that he said that, that almost made it worse because it's like, if you were concerned about the half yard, why didn't you just – why didn't you just send the guy in? And, and again, it, it, is a half yard worth that gap? I think probably yes. But, I mean. Yeah. No, at least, I, at I, least, I agree with you. Yeah, at least but it the gives thing you a is, fighting if chance. He's, if he's running the guy in and, and the ball snap and they score. It's, it's a free play. Anything. Yeah. yeah. And, so, and that's a – yeah. It, I mean, at the end of the day, it's not a good situation no matter how you spin it. But I just feel like even if you get a penalty, like – it, whatever, at least you can get that gap. At least even just trying to get a guy on the field, like it feels like it's just it's worth it. I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but but that was just a weird thing. And then the last thing, and and I'm gonna put this clip in here because this is the funniest thing I've ever heard in my life. But Ryan Day's presser, which I'll play when I'm done talking here, was the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I mean, I. I I couldn't believe what I was hearing when, when, when this was live. I, I mean, being the head coach of Ohio State definitely has a lot of pressure. I've never heard someone get so flustered about a comment ever in my life. Like, I, I couldn't believe what he was saying. And this just goes back to and, – and, again, I'm a Michigan fan. I'm not, I'm not hiding that. Jim Harbaugh has broken Ryan Day. And I think it was blatantly obvious. And I think the pressure – of this year's game is already weighing on Ryan Day. And I said this to our buddy, uh, Duck, who's a Ohio State fan. That's what makes that rivalry so great is, is Ryan Day potentially is the best win in his tenure. And he comes off the field and he starts talking about this team is tough and only playing one bad half in the last two years, which, again, maybe I'm wrong, but they've gotten blown out in the last second half, both last second halves the last two years against Michigan. Once at home, and then once once at Michigan. So I get it being emotional and being fired up, and I don't fault him for that. But holy shit, does Jim Harbaugh live rent free in that guy's head? It was it was magical to see as an as a Michigan fan. Yeah, that um, was, so, it, was a, it was a funny post post game presser, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. No, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put the clip in here for those of you that haven't heard it, because I, I have probably listened to this. If any of you follow my burner on Twitter. 
I've I've favorited minimum two hundred tweets of of this because it, it it's so funny. So here's the clip of of Ryan Day's on the field post game presser. Yes. Watch this. Co- Coach, you knew this one wasn't going to be easy, but it came down to the wire. And what can you say about the performance from your quarterback Kyle McCord to finish that drive? Toughness, toughness. That's it. Physicality, cross the board, finish it off, having guts. You know, like I like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, what he said about our team, I cannot believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio, and it's always been Ohio against the world. And it'll continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we got a tough team. What did they prove to you tonight in this victory that you'll take away and run with? Toughness. Everybody's questioning these kids all the time. We had one bad half the last couple years. That's it. Everybody wants to question these guys. These guys are warriors right here to come back and win. This kid right here to come back in the second half and win. I'm emotional about this for a reason. A lot of people question these kids and say a lot of things about them. I love them. When someone attacks your family to come in and win like this is special. It's a great win for our program and a great win for Ohio State. Can you take us through the play call to run the ball on fourth down? What was behind the decision to do that for you? I'll take a deep breath now. So I hope that's not the first time you guys heard that because, again, it is one of the funnier things I, I've I've heard in a while. So I couldn't believe you said it. Cleaning up good for Ohio State, good win. Um, I, I think they they can go back to to the shoe feeling good because that that's that's an impressive win. Yeah, uh, definitely an impressive win. Uh, one that you know, obviously, if they lose that, the season's not over. But this kind of I think propels them in a, in a way where. You know, Ohio State fans are back to thinking. You know, they're gonna they're gonna be all right because I know they struggled. You know, to, um, but yeah, they're gonna be fine. They're they're very good. Yeah, um, yeah it's an eleven. I think team, this. So. I think this all builds back to the week 13, 11 and O Michigan versus the eleven and O Ohio State. I think I think that game's gonna happen again. And and boy, was it exciting last year. Even if even if you're not a fan of either team, I mean, that's as good as it gets. A, a top three, top four matchup in rivalry week in probably the best rivalry in sports. It's, it's as good as it gets. So I don't ever pull for Ohio state, but if they are 11 and 0, it'll just make the drama even better. So I'm, I'm already excited for that one. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I don't have much on the game. I mean, I, I, I thought I, I was hoping Notre Dame would have pulled it off, but uh, Sam Hartman did not. Wow. Um, he, you know, he looked very average. Um, it kind of looked yeah, like all did. other Notre Dame quarterbacks do in big games. Very yeah, average. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, you can you can clown these these smaller schools, but when you face a team like Ohio State, what are you going to do? And you know, great college quarterbacks rise to the occasion. I, I don't know if it was play calling or what, but Sam Hartman very average last night. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right, let's keep moving here because we still got a lot of games to go. Um, Penn State Iowa. Uh, the Penn State won thirty one zero whiteout game, raining. It was terrible conditions. Um, Connor, I'll let you touch on the, the drive for, for 325 here um, because I don't have too much on this except for Penn State looked very good. Their defense is very good. Aller is, is good, and, and Penn State is is for real. Um, that, that's really yeah. what I have in that um, game. But I'll, I'll let I you talk not... about your, your favorite topic here. Yeah, yeah. I did not uh, watch this game. Uh, I was not on one of the screens. I don't know how. Uh, well, actually, I do. ECU was on one of the screens, so, you know, it's hard to <laughs> – they're ESPN plus. We don't get, we don't, we can't, we can't quad box ECU in. Um, but either way, Iowa, the drive to 325, I think it's over. I think, I think they should fire him now. But it, Iowa, 
is just bad at offense. It's it's not <laughs> like it's not like putting a hey this guy's got to get a twenty five. It's like you're putting a sales quota on the guy. It, he's just <laughs> bad at coaching. Like I don't know what yeah. we're doing. Like, yeah, no, it, it makes is. no sense. Penn State's defense is for real. Uh, and Drew Aller, once again, he's just good. Um, he's he's solid. He didn't really have to do much last night. It was hard. It was raining. Um, but yeah, so Penn State's good. Iowa, good defense. Terrible offense. Terrible offense. joke of it. Um, yeah, and, but and I, think- I I I just preview of next week. Uh, Iowa plays Michigan State. I love Iowa at eleven and a half. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to lie, that is – I'm circling because – That is a game that I won't even watch, and I'm a Big Ten sicko. That is – that. I mean, Michigan State, I've never seen – I won't watch it, but I will be taking Iowa, and I love it. I I might take it, but I won't be betting it because I got the two-week self-imposed ban. But uh, Penn State looks good. They're not going to face too much competition either until they play Michigan at home. That is going to be a big game. I've said it all year. I think that's Michigan's toughest game. Oh, they. I'm sorry. You're right. They play Ohio State first. Um, they so that'll play be Ohio State the 21st of uh, October. So yeah, not that far away. That's a good day. At Charles Ohio Oliver State also fights that night. I can't wait. Charles the Bronx. Um, I will be will be uh, off my off my ban, and I will be taking them against Islam. But this is not a UFC. Yeah, I'll be podcast. I'll be in Greenville. I'll be in Greenville. 21st. There we go. The ECU Charlotte game. Home. There we go. Thriller. Yeah, yeah, it's exciting. Very, very um, real quick, I I didn't watch any of the wash. I didn't watch any of the Washington game. Washington, they're, they're just good. They're they're, so good. they're just a wagon. Their offense is unbelievable. They're putting up their offense is putting up twenty nineteen LSU type of numbers, and they're just not getting the recognition because they play late at night. That that's my take here. They are legit. Yeah, they might they might be the best team in the country right now. Play the best team thus far through the season. They are up there because they have just shit pumped every team they played. Yeah, and and HUD, when we're in Vegas in, in two weeks, we get Oregon at Washington. And I cannot wait for that game. That is a banger. That is an awesome game. Yeah, so we're gonna have that game on the sports book and I cannot wait. It's gonna be such a good yeah. one. That is gonna be that's a, and that's a nice thing. Penix is incredible. Yeah. yeah, he's really good. He he's probably leading the Heisman race at this point. No um, that's a nice segue into the Oregon Colorado game. We spoke about this game a lot last week. Um, I, I'm not going to sit here and pile on Colorado again. I think they're they're a good story. I think they're they're still good for college football. I just think to to expect them to go out and compete on the same level as Oregon, who who I think proved they're an elite team this year. It, it's just it's just an unrealistic expectation. I think the media got it very out of whack and just all the betting stats and all the crazy money line bets. And I sent this, I sent this tweet to uh, a buddy, a, a group of buddies that, that we talk about betting in. And it's just like, I think 99% of the bets were on Colorado money line. Like that was literally a donation. Like they, they, they never had a chance. They were down 21 zero before they could even blink. Um, Oregon, you said this earlier, Connor, Oregon could have scored a hundred if they wanted. Shador Sanders had zero time. He had no one to throw to because Travis Hunter didn't play, and they couldn't guard anyone. It, it really looked like the Oregon offense and the Oregon defense versus the scout team. That that was the the difference in talent levels on the field on uh, on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
yeah, we could pile on Colorado forever. Uh, just hope the media hype kind of dies down a little bit. It should. Yeah. Um, we'll but, see. I mean, on... Those 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 people that were you know loving up on Dion, um, I, they're awfully quiet now. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Bo, we'll, Bo Nix. We'll is, see. He's a great college quarterback. Yeah, I, and I think this is more of, and I hate that we're still talking about Colorado in this situation, but I think this is more of a, hey, Oregon's for real, than, hey, Colorado sucks. Um, yeah, I, I think absolutely. Oregon should be getting more flowers than they are in this in this situation, and I think they, uh, they they deserve all the praise that they're now getting because they were they were legit this week. Yeah, and, and I don't know. Colorado still had votes for top twenty-five in the eight. Yeah, Bowl. it's. It's, which, which it, look, I don't even know how you – that's biased. You cannot – top 25 team. Yeah, and, again, at this point, I don't really care. They're, they're, they're playing USC this week. They're going to lose by – I don't even know what the spread is. I'll be taking USC. Um, they're going to get boat raced again. It's a 9 a.m. kick in Boulder, which is hilarious when they do that. Um, but either way, I, I think I think their, their top 25 tenure is over for the season. Um, we can move to the UCLA, Utah right now. Oh my, that's that that's low. Um, we'll move to UCLA, Utah. Um, I'll I'll let you. I didn't I didn't watch a second of this game. It was on. I don't even know what channel it was on because I just couldn't get it on the quad box on YouTube TV. So I didn't I didn't watch a second of this game. I just saw yeah, the stats it was board. on. It was on one of the quad boxes. I found it. Um, but um. Yeah, Utah's defense is for real. Uh, their offense they desperately needs – when they get Cam Rising, they're going to be fine. Um, and they're going to be – you know, they're a top-10 team now, but once Cam Rising shows up, they could really make – and possibly threaten a team like Washington or USC at the top of the Pac-12. But Utah's really good. Um, their defense is just incredible. UCLA looks silly. And their offense has been buzzing all year too. Um, but yeah, they, I didn't. You know, this game was just on the quad box. There was no action, so you know we never put it on the big screen. Observation: Utah's defense is for real, but we've known that. So, oh, and yeah. also I, UCLA, they just beat get their three and zero start. So yep, I, we I, talked I don't about. know if UCLA is as good as people think they are. Um, but yeah, yeah. But other than that, not much more in the game. Yeah, I, I got nothing on that one. Um, we'll keep moving. Bama, Ole Miss. Um, Bama looked pretty good. Milrow looked good. That defense looked good. Um, I think Ole Miss is is a little stinky. Um, I, I don't I don't think they're great, and I think Milrow is the guy going forward. And I think again, LSU didn't look great this week. Um, beating beat Arkansas at home uh, by a field goal. I I think Bama's probably still the favorite to win the West, which. We'll see. I mean, it's it's probably either Bama or LSU. I think the game's at Bama this year, which definitely will provide a big advantage. I, I think Bama's probably the favorite to come out of the West after after what they showed. They, can't, they and That was a vintage Bama performance. Low scoring, hit the big plays when they needed it, got the turnovers, um, and really shut down Kiffin and, and, and that offense. Yeah, Bama's. Yep. Um, all right, we can talk on Washington State, Oregon State. I know you want to talk about your Beavers, so go for it. Yeah, uh, my Beavers struggled. Um, you know, Washington State, I mentioned this, so we went through our uh, – Washington State's receivers made some some hell of a catch, catches. Um, they they looked incredible. Um, we we talked about the quarterback. Uh, Cam, Cam Ward. Ward. He looked 
he looked good. He looked good. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I, I think Oregon State kind of shot themselves in the foot early, uh, and they couldn't really recover. Uh, they lost, ended up losing by three, but I mean, if you watched the first quarter of this game, it was it was bad. They were down fourteen zero in a matter of ten minutes, and I was like, oh no. It was it was um, quick. They got out and they got the crowd involved was, early, and the crowd was right. rocking. That the crowd was rocking that 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 stadium. The the home field advantage at a night game at Washington State in different, um, but yeah. it's it's tough. It's playing on the road in college football. We've talked about it all episode. It's hard to do. Um, this was a tough tough spot for Oregon State, um, and that's why the line what it was what it or is what it, I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> um, Utah. They get Utah next week at home. It's Friday night. At 9 p.m. Ooh, Eastern time. Ooh. Uh, That's a fun Friday night game. Oregon State. Yeah. And if Utah doesn't have Cam Rising, that for Utah to win um, without do Cam we have, Rising. I think, do we have a spread on that yeah. game yet? Yeah. It's at two right now. Who's favored? Or, or, or Oregon State. Yeah. I was about to say, it's probably Oregon State. And and that and, probably and, gets pretty close to pick them if Rising plays. Absolutely. If not, um, if not but, maybe even more. But I'll tell tell you right now, Corvallis on a Friday at nine p.m. Holy cow, it's gonna be rock. So I'm. I mean, what else? I'm not down on the beavers yet. Yeah, what else are you doing, yeah, Corvallis? I, mean, I was gonna say, what else are you doing on Corvallis on a Friday night? Like, you're you're at right. that game, or you're you're like, I mean, what the hell is in Corvallis? I, I besides Oregon State, <laughs> the beavers. Um, but yeah, ultimately. Yeah. Um, very excited for that one. Uh, hopefully, we'll have an atmospheric. Uh, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm still up on my Beavers. I, I still think they're a very good football team. Uh, definitely deserve to be ranked still. Um, I actually think Washington State's kind of a sneaky good team too. Um, but yeah, the Pac-12, they're going to cannibalize each other. They, there's like eight teams that are good, seven teams that are good in the Pac-12. Cannibalize each other. Everyone can't win every week, so. Yeah, um, that's they, they have four. They have four teams in the top ten right now, and then Washington yeah. State's at sixteen, and and Oregon State's at nineteen. That, that's what I was about to say, Connor. Is I, I think it it sucks for the Pac-12 that they do have so many talented teams because again, they're probably all going to beat each other, and they're probably going to get zero playoff teams. If I had to guess, just because you look at like again, if if how great I how great I, I think they're going to get a playoff. The Pac-12 champion will absolutely be a playoff team. I don't if if they're if they have two losses, they're not, and that's not, not that's that not that two. unreasonable. Like you know what I mean? That's not like again if if who who do we think is the front runner right now? Who, who Washington maybe? They're instead of the best team right now. Yeah. You, yeah. If Wash if Washington goes on the road at Utah, what's the spread in that game? With Cameron. Uh, Washington minus three and a half, probably. But that's that's what I'm saying. Like we've talked yeah. about that all. No, week. I know. Like going on the and you know what I mean. Like it's not that unreasonable to think that that these teams end up with one to two losses. And and again, you never know. And if any of these get two losses, you don't know. And then and then going back to it even more, if you have a, let's say we and just not to run through scenarios, we're we're still in September, but let's say Florida State runs the table, they go undefeated, they're in. Say Georgia runs the table, they're undefeated, they're in. Let's say Michigan or Ohio State runs the table, they're undefeated, they're in, right? And then there's one spot. 
if Texas goes undefeated, yeah. they run the table, they're in, it's over. You know what I mean? Like, and that's, yeah. that's like, uh, so I don't think all, those scenarios are not super likely. I don't think Texas runs the table, but again, if you have to decide between a potential one loss, Texas team, a one loss, big 12 champ, a one loss, Michigan or one loss, Ohio state, or even a one loss Penn state and a one loss pac 12 champ who's getting in. Right. Like it's, it's right. just tough because those teams just beat the shit out of each other as opposed to the Big Ten or the SEC where it's it's a three-team conference. Right. Listen, final four games of the year. This, I mean, this is an insanely difficult stretch. At USC, home against Utah, at Oregon State, and then at home versus Washington State in the Apple Cup. That's that, right, Those like, are your final season. That is a, a death row of teams. That's hard. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you think you think they're getting all four of those? Like, I I don't. I think they're they're losing one of those games. If they go three and one in that stretch, that's a that's an incredible week. And we're not even talking. They have Oregon. They have Oregon in two weeks. It, you're that, right. That's it's a, a tough schedule. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like it's it's just it's just it it sucks that there's so many good teams where it it's like you want parity as a conference. Like you want to say, oh, we have the most ranked teams. But at the same time, like you look at Michigan, like. Michigan's not playing anyone like they're they're not going to fall in the poll if they keep winning by 20 plus points every week and again if they if 12 do a Pac-12 they do a Pac-12 championship game because ideally what happens is there's two teams with one loss playing in the Pac-12 championship if that's the case it's the perfect recipe winner of that game will get in um and and that's probably is that is that is that true because we've we've seen that before where a one like this year yes this year, yes. Let's, this year, are you deciding? Between, are you deciding between a, a one-loss Pac-12 team, a one-loss Big 12 champ, and let's say a one-loss, uh, I don't know, Big 10 champ? Who are the two that are getting in there? And and you got to think, it, this isn't what always fair. Well, like I'm saying, like let's say it's, let's say it's Michigan is 12 and one, they win. Texas is 12 and one, they win the Big 12. Washington's twelve and one. They win the Pac-12, and say Georgia and Florida State are in. And then you also have one loss. You have one loss Ohio State and one loss Penn State. Michigan's in, right? If if they if I mean the Pac, but the Pac-12 has played. You have better wins playing in the Pac-12. I'd put the Pac-12 champion in. Will the committee do that? If Michigan goes twelve and and one, and there's a one loss Washington team, Washington has a way better resume than Michigan. And should and should get in. Will the committee do that? I don't know. But and that's what I'm saying. That that's that's my point. Is I don't think they like. I don't think they will. You know what I mean? I just I don't I don't think they will. And, and that's that. Go ahead. I think there's obviously a bunch more is going to happen this season. But I, you know, I don't know. We have to figure out who's going to get it out of the Pac-12 first, anyways. So yeah, yeah, no. So but resident wise, Pac-12. The Pac-12 champ is going to have a damn good resume and going to have a great argument to get in. And if, if the, the, I assume they're also the people that do like AP polling and stuff or have thoughts on that. Um, yeah, not, they're not the same people, but like if you're ranking these Pac-12 teams high, then clearly they're high on the Pac-12 this year. And if, well, if that's well, the a, case, AP, they, a, AP voters are not the same as. Right, I know they're di- I know they're different, but they have similar uh, like views on teams. So yes, uh, to to certain yes, to a certain extent yes, but I, I don't know. Like again, if you, people are high on the basketball right, so, this year, there's no argument there. 
Yeah. So let let. But again, let's say you have a, a two. Let's say a two loss team gets into the Pac-12 championship, and they win the game, which I don't think is that crazy. Then you're fucked, right? Like that's the problem. Is well, like, yeah. Uh, you can loss, have, I think two losses with all right, a fourteen. All right. What last yeah. last scenario I'll give you? Let's say Washington goes undefeated, and they lose to two loss USC in the in the championship. They lose the Pac-12 championship, so they go twelve and one. Then you have a undefeated ACC champion, an undefeated Big Ten champion, and a, and a one loss Big Twelve champion. Who gets in? And and assume uh, and assume an undefeated SEC champion, right? Like if that's you're undefe- that's if you're you... undefeated. If you're unde- if you have four undefeated teams and they they are automatically getting in, what would be no, crazy? No, you'd, you'd, have, you'd, have, you'd have a you'd have a one. I'm saying a, let's say there's a one loss Texas, a two loss USC Pac-12 champion, and a one loss Washington team. Who gets in? That's not a Pac-12 champion. I mean, I, I'm going to be there's honest. one slot. That's a loss. They shouldn't get in. Right, that, that's that's what I'm saying. You don't you don't even need to answer the question, but but there's a lot of good teams, and that that I don't think that type of scenario is that far fetched this year. No, I, I don't think so either. But obviously, yeah, I mean, it's, it, there's going to be arguments on both sides, and there's teams deserving of being in the final four, and and you know, two will be very unhappy. Definitely, definitely. But all right, well, we we could talk on hypotheticals all night. Um, I don't really have anything else on any of the games unless you do any of the unranked match. Oh, I know you want to go let it rip on ECU. Yeah. Uh, so the line came out uh, 13. I was shocked it was that low. Um, I thought it would have been about 20, 24 to 28 people, like my friends and, and, and family members. It came out at 13. I jumped all over it. Um, I've, I've been – Defense is not the problem. We have a very good defense. We beat Garner Webb 44-0. Go home and brag about. But our defense was incredible. Not giving up a touchdown, even against Garner Webb, is a, is a victory for us. Um, our offense, it's it's funny because it's it was still bad. Um, our quarterbacks aren't good. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know why them and, and thought they were going to be good there's no way they look good in practice because they're just not good also I do want to clarify I, I when I said coach Houston would be fired it wasn't if we lost this game it would be at the end of the season because if we lost to Gardner Webb we'd probably go 0 and 12 or 1 and 11 um and and I was saying if that was the case it would be, be fired at the end of the season um I don't want to fire coach Houston because then we'll be in just a down you know a never-ending spiral downward I uh, just wanted to then be Michigan that. state. Uh, yeah. Um, and then, and uh, either way with East Carolina, our, our quarterback play was, was not very good. Uh, Alex Flynn with eight to 18, 94 yards and a touchdown. Mason Garcia, nine of 12, uh, 89 yards. Um, and then shot in the leg. I've talked about him. He was one for two uh, for one yard. Um, <laughs> That's a stat. The, 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 the thing that was great to see, Bond, he, he's our freshman running back, uh, kind of a gadget guy, wide receiver slash running back. Um, but he's I think he's playing running back for us. Um, but he was he was recruited as an athlete. Nine carries, sixty five yards, a touchdown. He's going to be a stud. I really hope he sticks around. Um, a true freshman, and he 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 was like our, and he's a true freshman. So 
that's a guy that I'm very excited about. But a running game got going, which is great for offensive line. Um, did okay. Uh, Chase Sowell. Sowell. Um, he's a freshman uh, from Texas, but he looked good, uh, which is great to see. Um, we have not had much separation. Our receivers haven't done a great job. So it's just good to see some of the guys start to click, and then our defense looked great. So I'm, I'm happy for the Pirates. Rice next week, who looked really bad. Uh, Rice is a three-point favorite right now. Um, it's at Rice. But um, I'm optimistic on the Pirates. I still think we can get to a bowl game. Um, you know, it, it's going to be – we're going to have to beat the bad teams. Let's just say that. Uh, we play Florida Atlantic. <laughs> we, play, we play Navy. We play Rice. We play Charlotte. Um, I mean, the rest of our schedule, we don't have – the only team with a winning record right now is Tulane. So, to say that, you know, the Americans bad this year. There, there's no way around it. Tulane's a good team, and that's about it. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's all I got with ECU right now. I could talk about it forever, but I, I, I if you look at the American conference right now, I mean, it, it's just a gross conference. And I think, I think we're going to be just fine um, in conference play. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly have nothing to add there. I'm happy that, that you got a win. I'm, I'm excited for you. Um, that, that's, that's really all I have. <laughs> also, I, I, people at the game, um, and it was a torrential downpour, rain basically the entire time. Uh, my parents went. Um, but, yeah, ultimately the, the expansion of college football is all based off TV market. Um, which I get it, money money runs everything, but we, we gotta we gotta just acknowledge that there's some fan bases that talked about more um, when when expansion talks come around because it, it's it's honestly a joke. Um, some of these schools, um, you know, they have twenty thousand people at a game. So that's yeah, I mean, I, I yeah, I I can't really I can't really comment on that. I, obviously, different different type of fan base and, and a little bit different in Michigan is kind of at the, the top peak of, of college football, but I'm not as familiar with We're that very as passionate a, as that's, a fan. That's all, yeah. And basically all. And, and, and exactly. I think ECU has a great fan base. I mean, I, I've known a lot of ECU fans growing up. Like I've, I've never really been a fan. I don't dislike them either, but, but again, they, they love that team. And I think you can hear just Connor's Connor's passion. Just talking about them. Like, I mean, I, I, Connor, We'll say no on the on the show. They're not a good football team, but their fan base is still showing out and still excited to watch them. And like, I think that's a testament to good football culture. And schools like that are the ones that you want to succeed. Oh yeah, so, and also uh, people don't live in. So uh, a lot of these people are, are driving from Raleigh, Durham, uh, Triangle area to go to these games. That's also another testament to just our passion. Even though we're not a good football team, we were zero and three. Uh, we still had people show up and, and, and go to the game. So just wanted to yeah. to pat myself on the back for being a pirate. There. <laughs> yeah. Shout out, shout out you for being loyal. Um, all right. But I, I, you, you got any other games you want to touch on? I, I think that's really all I have. Um, I really, no, I, I do. I do just want to touch on, on North Carolina. Really good at football. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that Duke, the Duke Carolina game at the end of the season, it, it's going to be not, I guess the end of the season, but, Duke Carolina is going to be one of the best games Duke Carolina football history. Um, they should both be ranked at that time. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Uh, good. 
Uh, I don't know why I didn't put them. They were seven and a half point favorites, I think. That should have been a hammer. Um, they're just incredible. So he, he had a left-handed touchdown pass. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, I, w- I, was, I, was, about to, I was about to say, I, I don't want to take anything away from UNC. I think it's more of Drake May is that good. Like, I don't think you and if UNC, and again, you can do this with a lot of teams, but if UNC doesn't have Drake May, they're maximum an eight win team. Maximum. Like, oh, he, I he completely is, agree. He, he is that good. And, and I, I don't think Carolina is bad. I think Carolina has looked very impressive through four weeks. But I think it's large. Like, yes, Carolina is good. Drake May is at the, esch- the, the upper echelon of the sport, and he is among the best players in college football. And anytime also, you have one of those type of players, your team's going to be really good. Yeah. Also, the ACC is actually uh, sneaky a good comp. Is undefeated. They look good. Probably should be ranked. Uh, Miami's four zero. They're pretty solid this year. Um, Clemson is two and two, but I still think they're. Uh, Duke is very good, and then Florida State is very good. So I mean, the, the the ACC is a tough conference this year. UNC's got some really tough games. If they can run the table. Um, you know, they, they could easily get into that playoff conversation. Um, and even at a one loss UNC team could probably, probably make some arguments to, to be put in, but I, fan, y'all, everyone knows that I don't, I don't like them. Um, but, uh, I know Mac Brown at the beginning of the season was complaining about at Clemson and then they have to play <laughs> at state to end the season. I mean, just go, I'm, win very, I'm very happy. I'm very happy. You got that. I'm very happy just about that. Go thing. win football games. Complaining about a schedule. It first off, it wasn't even week one. It was during like the preseason. I mean, and he's com- he's complaining about the schedule. Just football coach. It, it was ridiculous. <laughs> um, you have you have Drake May, one of the best college quarterbacks, and you're complaining about the scheduling. How they gave in the season? It's a joke. It's a joke. Washington. I guarantee you, Washington wasn't complaining when they got theirs. Um, so just go win football games, but UNC is good. Um, their, their fan base can be kind of annoying, but yeah, they're, they're a good football team. And, uh, I'm excited for Syracuse UNC next week. Uh, our guest picker, huge, huge Cuse fan. So no, 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 no. Cuse, Cuse Clemson this week. I thought, oh, right, 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 right. Cuse plays UNC October 7th. That's their next game. Oh wow. yeah, yeah. that's 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 nice. Before wait, wait. okay, okay. I was about to say they're UNC not. UNC has a bye yeah, week. They, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the time. This is us trying to figure out what time the Washington State was two point Um, <laughs> sneak. But, hey, bye weeks can sneak up on you because it looked like they played them this week. But I, why would I even think that? Because the guest picker is locked in on Clemson. He's he's locked in. He's fired up. Hey, um, you know the spread on that game? Just guess Go ahead. the spread. I, I, I do know the spread, so I, I know it's uh, Clemson minus seven. Mm, okay. I, What's uh, up? So I, I, but I was going to say, I, I last thing I want to touch on before we t- touch on the biggest winners and losers of the week, I did put in a parlay earlier this year, and I'm curious, I'm curious where, where you feel on this because I, I mean, I'm, I'm not – I feel pretty good. I took the six conferences that we previewed – Parlayed all the winners together. It was 10 to win 16,000. I have Texas. Feels good. Florida yep. State. Michigan. Washington. Bama, which is a little iffy. 
and then UTSA, which that one, that one doesn't feel great. With that being said, UTSA always plays tough at non-con and Frank Harris has been hurt. We need, I need him to get healthy, but they got no chance. Yeah. Um, For 10 to win 16,000, it, you, it wasn't going to be pretty. Um, oh, but, no, no, no. We knew it wasn't where, going to be easy. Where, where you are now, I, I wouldn't say you're in a bad spot. I think the big one to circle would, would be UTSA. And, um, and, yeah. then, and then obviously well, – This, I, this I, is the I thing. If Bama, the, if Bama can get out of the West, I feel like I can at least hedge that one. Absolutely. But the problem so, is, like, the Washington is really tough. I no, State I mean they're 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 all tough. it's ten it's ten to win sixteen thousand dollars. Obviously, it's right. It's it's yeah. going to be tough. But but, but when you hedge, just, when you hedge, you might be playing with fire because you know some of the games might not have oh, happened, yeah. and then cause, oh no 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 no, you're definitely I, I I'm not I'm not saying this thing's a sure hitter. I'm just saying through four weeks. No, I know, I know. I think four. I think four of the teams are the best odds, if not the second best odds. I, I feel I, good. I think if you play today it would be 10 for like 11 yeah i I agree it's it's less for sure absolutely but all right well just wanted i'll I'll, we'll we'll check back on this on this parlay in a couple weeks and we can we can deem where we're at but um biggest winners and losers from from week eight or jesus week four yeah uh well i'm gonna go biggest All right, yeah, biggest loser. I'm going to go with – I did not have this prepared. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go – I don't have an obvious one, but I'm going to go Notre Dame. Um, I, I just feel like that was a game where if they wanted to be the Notre Dame that makes the college football playoff, they needed to win that one. Um, I know they mm-hmm. get USC in a couple weeks, but game. They were up, and they, they let Ohio State score the second left. Um, that that's a big loss there. Um, if they win that game, that propels them probably into the top four, um, and 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 they're kind of there until they lose. Um, so that I, I'm going to go biggest loser Notre Dame, uh, biggest winner. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go Washington State uh, for beating. Uh, um, that was a big win for them. Um, I don't think anyone saw this coming from Cameron Ward, but they look they look good. Um, and Oregon State is, is no pushover. I mean, Oregon State was favored, so um, this is a big win for Washington State. Um, and obviously, the Pac-12 is loaded, but um, they get UCLA on or at, on the road next week. Um, so we'll probably learn a little bit more about Washington State. But hey, they're they're a good football team. I think that definitely a big win this weekend. So I'll... love it. I'm gonna go. I got. I, I got a couple that I want to that I want to use here. I've just. I've been going back and forth on a lot because I think there was a lot of teams that benefited big time this week. I would say biggest. Mm, I'm gonna go biggest loser, and I don't. I don't want to pile on a program that's down, but I'm gonna go biggest loser is Michigan State. They've had a tough, tough two weeks. They come back home. They have a chance to kind of get it right. They're wearing those cool throwback helmets. They got absolutely pumped. That program has given up. I think not only from from a season perspective, I think those players have completely given up, and I think that job is going to become harder and harder to 
to maintain uh, or to, to pull in top end coaching talent. Um, so I don't want to, I don't want to, I feel bad for the university and everyone involved with that situation, but I think the biggest loser from this week is Michigan state is they just laid an egg and it felt like a maybe potential get right spot. Um, so I'm going to go biggest loser, Michigan state. And I'm going to go, I'm actually going to go biggest winner is Texas. Texas had the most under the radar dominant performance in a while for Texas. And you tell me if I'm wrong, Connor, and you, you took Baylor. So I, I think you probably agree with me here. This feels yeah. like a game that Texas has traditionally struggled with and, and gotten into like a weird Waco like game that is on like ESPN plus and like no one's really tuned into. And then you, you look at, you look at, you open the ESPN app and they're, they're down seven with, with 14 minutes left. Right. Like, yeah. It just felt like one of those games where Texas kind of said, wait, we're just a better football team. And they just – they rolled. Um, I think not hearing nothing about Texas this week was the biggest win they could possibly have. And I think I think it was a pretty impressive performance that, that we didn't even talk about, I think, went pretty under the radar. Yeah. Uh, very lucky in that game, too, with, with no shaping. Um, but yeah. ultimately, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with you. It's definitely one of those spots in years past where, I mean, going into Waco is not, not an easy place to play. Um, but this Baylor more down than, than we initially expected to start the season. Um, but definitely, yeah, I, think Dave Aranda's, I think Dave Aranda's cooked. I think he's gone. Yeah. If they, if they, UCF, uh, they play at UCF next week, they're 11 and a half point favorites. If they get trounced by UCF, I think he might be gone. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's bad. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think Texas is for real. Uh, fired up for the Red River, Red River rivalry. Uh, that's going to be incredible. Yeah, that's a good one. Texas opened his five and a half point favorite over Oklahoma for that game is uh, two weeks. Yeah. That's going to be um, one of the better ones. And I think uh, that, that's yeah. for sure. Um, that's pretty yeah, awesome. I think Probably since the Texas, Kyler one. Yeah. Actually, he just yeah, ran for. 300 yards. It was sick. Yeah, and if you look um, at Texas's bro- schedule, um, you know, pretty much Oklahoma and kind of it. They're going to be double-digit favorites after the rest, for the rest of the season, probably close to 20-point favorites. So, Yeah. So, all right. Well, there's been a long week four recap. Week four deserved it. It, it. it lived up to all the hype. Like I said, I think pretty much every single big-time game lived up to it except for the – UCLA Utah, and I think that was just a boring defensive type of game. Um, Absolutely, but I, I, I think that was a pretty awesome week four. Uh, we had a great guest picker. He's he's our he's in the lead. He probably had the toughest slate thus far. So good picking. Um, my my two week ban. It's now nine ten p.m. Uh, it's been going for an hour. I've been I've been doing pretty well so far. So I made it one hour. I only got I don't I don't know how many left, but one hour clean. So I, that's all I got for tonight, Connor. And again, if you want to listen to Ryan Day's uh, Ryan Day's speech, go ahead because it is it is just him going after Lou Holtz is truly one of the funniest things of all time. And I I will not stop talking about this for the rest of the season because I can't believe he said that, and then doubled down yeah. on it in the in the locker room. So that's that's all I got. Um, put week four to bed, unless you got anything else, Con. No, I think I'm, I'm I'm done as well. Uh, it was a great week of college football. Um, made some chili, white bean chicken chili. Just watched the game. How was it? It was incredible. Incredible chili. I, I Extra chicken uh, always. 
uh, some Monterey Jack shredded in with some sour cream. There's nothing better. Um, but chili and football, just, it just goes together. I was about to say, that just screams nice, cozy fall day. Oh, yeah. And it was raining. It was, it was perfect. I, I cannot wait to do it again uh, next weekend. Um, ne- the next weekend I have where I'm just here at home, That's I, I'm, I'm dialing up some chili. So As good as it gets. Well, everyone, we will be back on Wednesday for our week five preview. I honestly haven't even looked at the slate, but I know we got a couple of good ones. College game day heading to Durham for the first time ever. That's that's an, that's going to be an exciting environment, and probably the best environment in Duke football history. Is it? I, I would have to imagine it's the biggest game in the history of their program. Yeah, I would I would think so. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some good rank. Um, Ole Miss, yeah. LSU, Texas, Kansas, uh, Utah, Oregon State, and then the Duke Notre Dame one. So, yeah, there's definitely. Definitely a week to look forward to. So, yeah. Yeah. And we'll be back on Wednesday with, with our uh, guest picker, Chris, who who has been texting us every hour for the last couple of weeks. When's the slate coming out? So he'll be getting the slate tomorrow morning. He'll be dialed in and, and he'll be fired up. I can guarantee it. He'll bring some juice. Absolutely. Yep. I'm, I'm excited. So, and, and this is the game every year that I, I know. If you watch Syracuse football, you circle it because they, they have a tendency to play Clemson very close year in and year out um so yeah very excited for that yeah can't wait to dig in that's all i got long week four put it to bed and uh we will see you guys wednesday with that uh go go blue go pirates we hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of first and him while gambling is discussed in this podcast the views of the producers are strictly opinions of their own and gambling is not promoted nor endorsed by first and him If you believe you have a problem, please call the National Gambling Hotline at 1-800-522-4700. Thanks for listening, and keep being him.